Hey, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to the camera at 10 pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? And uh, before we start, you guys, just do me a favor. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, rate it. You get it. Um, also, of course, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. That's right, Performa. They are your favorite fitness accessory brand. So anything you need, shaker cups, meal prep bags, meal prep containers, wrist straps, wrist straps, workout towels, fucking just vitamin pill containers, like just everything, okay? Go to Performa.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. What? Get what? Bucked Up. That's right. Um, Bucked Up has all your supplement needs. So if you want to get jacked like, uh, I don't know, like me or like The Rock, um, well, if you want to get jacked like The Rock, um, maybe get some steroids. But if you want to get jacked like me or maybe a little bit bigger than me, whatever, take them. If you want to lose weight, they got supplements for you too. If you're pregnant and you want to take some supplements, they got stuff for that too. They got supplements for everybody. So do me a favor. Go to buckedup.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the number 10 and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your entire order. You're welcome. Um, before we start, I just got a really quick like, just because, okay? Trust me. Trust me. Uh, what? What? <laughs> I got to share this with the, the world needs to fucking hear this. I'm serious. I found a letter on my dress. And if you're listening to this, you're like, wait, I recognize this voice. What? What? Uh, what? Fuck yeah. I like to listen to good music. Okay, so that is actually a. A lost track from J.C. Chazé of NSYNC. And uh, as you guys may or may not know, I also have an NSYNC podcast titled Here We Go. It's uh, the number one NSYNC podcast on the internet, which is kind of weird. But anyway, um, one of my listeners sent me this because we were talking about J.C. Chazé last week. And I know this is not the podcast for that, but um, I just wanted to play the song because it's making me really happy. Um, So apparently... JC, so, you know, Justin went solo, 2002, NSYNC was supposed to be on a hiatus, and then a few years later, we're like, actually, we're not on a hiatus, we're not going to get back together. We're like, wait, what, 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 wait, what, Um, and then JC, a couple years later, came out with an album, and then obviously Justin came back and dropped another album, and apparently JC had recorded another album um, that was supposed to be released like around 2007 somewhere. Um, and it got shelved because the record company didn't want to r- back him, which is really odd because it's great. Like I listened to it a couple of days ago and it's a really fucking good album. And if he released it today, it would still be good. And it's just like, man, like, so anyway, I just wanted to play that. Um, it's a good song. It's, uh, it's not an official like release, but somebody has leaked the entire album over the last few days. So uh, uh, there's another song uh, that's uh, produced by Timbaland. I'm going to get to it right now. Watch. 
I'm gonna get to it. Timbaland, watch, 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 watch. Right here. This song right here is produced by Timbaland. Uh, uh. You can hear Timbo, right? Uh, uh. Anyway, um, okay, so I've been gone a couple weeks. I apologize. Um, and I also apologize that it's just me today. I actually had a guest. Um, we were supposed to meet on two separate occasions this week. I messed up the first one because uh, we were supposed to meet on Monday. And then I remember that it was my brother's birthday. So I had to reschedule. Um, and then we were supposed to meet um, on Wednesday. And then she got ill. Hopefully it's not COVID. But um, so sorry, you're stuck with me. And then last week I was just crazy busy because as you guys may uh, or may not know, I dropped my special last week. What? I know what you did last quarantine. And I'm going to be honest, uh, I would bet my life, bet my life that just about everybody, I would say that 90% of the people that listen to this podcast probably also listened to or watched my special. So if you did, thank you so much. It really means the world to me. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's getting, it's getting views, you know, it's got about 500 or so views at this point, which is, you know, it's, it's 500 people, you know, like I would love for it to be 5,000 or 5 million and maybe it will. Uh, I think the right people need to see it and share it and whatnot. And eventually, that will happen. I'm, you know, I, it wasn't until, I don't know, like, honestly, like a couple weeks, no, it wasn't until about, yeah, maybe like a little more than two weeks ago that I saw, or yeah, that I got to see the actual, like, finished product. Like, I had seen, um, like, a rough cut, and I was, you know, like, I was happy with it. You know, I, t I don't know if I, I think I told you guys, but. I had kind of messed up a little bit. There's a couple times I messed up. I wanted to do two shows in case I messed up. And then, of course, I wasn't able to do two shows. And then I messed up. And then the second I walked out of the venue, <laughs> I remembered the part that I, the parts, the parts, plural, because I knew exactly. And I was like, fuck. So, and I, and I actually contemplated not, um, I contemplated leaving the bit. Sorry, guys. Mike's a little hot today. I contemplated leaving the bit out that I kind of messed up on. And it's not that I messed up on the bit. It's just, if you guys are familiar with tags, tags are like, you tell a joke, right? Da -da -da -da. And then you say something else right after that that makes that, that's like, it's not a joke. It's just like an additional thing that adds on to the joke. So, you know, like, for example, right? I'll just use this as an example. Um, I had a joke that I don't really tell anymore. But, you know, my dad just got out of prison. That's what you call the premise. Um, he went to prison for selling meth. That's what you call the setup. 
I call him breaking dad. That's the punchline, right? My dad just got out of prison. He went to prison for selling meth. I call him breaking dad. Premise, setup, punchline. And then after the punchline, you can add a tag. So my dad just got out of prison. He went to prison for selling meth. I call him breaking dad. He's retired now, so that's cool. That's a tag. This was kind of going on when I was like in high school and college, so he was really good with the metric system. Damn, you know, see, another tag, right? So anyway, um, one of the bits in my special, like there were a couple tags that I forgot, and the tags are really good, so it just really bothered me that I forgot them. Um, and then I actually did, but so anyway, so I left the bit in there even though I forgot the tags, and I'm just like, well, I'll just tell the bit in person and people if they have seen the special will see me do the bit in person and it'll be a little bit different because I'll remember all the tags um, and then there's another bit that I actually did flub the punchline on so we did take that one out and then you know there were a couple awkward moments with audience and stuff so <laughs> it was and a lot of this today is just going to be me talking about this but um you know, a lot of people that came to my to my taping um, had never been to a comedy show, so that right there was, uh, you know, kind of something that I hadn't thought about, you know, and you know, it is what it is. I wanted, I'm okay with it because. There were there were just some things, and I'm not being like it was the audience. Like, I'm I, I I'm just gonna say it right now. I am so happy with the way my special came out. Like, it's not perfect, but like I think any comedian or performer that is very critical of themselves and honest with themselves, you know, will take a look at a piece of work, a song, a a dance number, uh, you know, whatever, and be hard on themselves and be like, yeah, like, it, I could have done a better job, right? And, uh, you know, so I look at it that way, but I'm at the same time, I'm like, I'm looking at it, and from the, the, from the first time I saw the actual completed, edited, and everything, it was just like, I was just so proud of this thing that I created, you know, um, you know, I, I talked about it on here many times, but, you know, you guys know <laughs> when I had to leave L.A. and or at least make the decision, damn it, this mic is really hot today, um, and make the decision to leave L.A., it was it was not a decision that I, that I, that I made lightly, you know, it, it was... I really had to think about it. What's the best thing for me? Not for right now, but for, you know, a year from now, two years from now. Are, are we going to be in debt or, you know, all these just different things. And, you know, obviously my girl was there at that point. And so, you know, like I, I made the decision, you know, and, and looking back now that I'm back here, it was a great decision because L.A. wasn't what it was. L.A. was shut down completely. So there was, 
no really no real reason for me to stay like it wasn't like I could go do shows or go hang out at the comedy store or any of that stuff you know that those those options were not there and so for me to just stick around for the hopes of things you know that's why I just you know my plan was just to move for you know be there for a few weeks and obviously a few weeks turned into a couple months and then a couple months <laughs> turned into lots of months and a year and but you know you can go back and listen to to some of these podcasts especially when I was on the farm and and I know I've repeated it on this on here before but it's like you know I was there and I hated I don't want to say hated but like it was really hard for me you know putting together that baseball tour and then just losing that like the amount of work the months of work that went into that and you know, how, just how much I was also just looking forward to it, you know, and then to have that, so it's like, okay, well, now I don't even have any money, <laughs> I'm broke, I have to go live with my girlfriend's dad, you know, in his place, sleep in a separate room from my girlfriend, because we can't sleep in the same bed in his house, which is weird, but whatever, like, I respect it, you know, um, but then to just, the, you know, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no decent restaurants there's no this there's you know and yeah like then we finally got baseball after a while but like it was just a lot of stuff man and it was really hard there were there were a lot of days <laughs> that I, I mean I, I can remember my birthday you know my what 41st birthday uh I think I told the story on here but you know I spent my birthday I remember my buddy Eric uh called me I was like oh what are you doing for your birthday and I'm like I think he called me on my birthday I think um maybe he texted me I don't remember but I'm like yeah I'm 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 laying hay like I thought I was gonna I I wanted to go to like Tiger King Zoo or something because you know things were open at that point in Oklahoma at least and it was like, no, there's work to be done. Like, when you're on a farm, there's always work to be done. And it just kind of, like, made me sad. Not kind of. And I remember I'm, I'm sitting there, and I spent, I don't know, 10 hours or so laying hay on my birthday, you know? And I, I, I just, I kind of lost it, you know? Like, I, I just, you know, I felt like I had lost so much, and which I kind of did, but... um and there were a lot of times like that where I would be out, you know, in the field or doing some random odd job, you know, picking up all the wood left. Like I mean, it felt like her dad just had me doing like just the worst shit because <laughs> I can't do a ton because I don't have the knowledge of like I can kind of drive a tractor, but like the basic one, not like anyway, my point is, you know, if you like I said, those of you guys that have been listening, you know, this whole time. You know, I don't expect you to go back and listen to those podcasts, but, you know, the thing that got me going was, like, knowing that I was going to have all these stories from being in Oklahoma and being on the farm and this and that, and that one day I would be able to tell them on stage, and, you know, as I started to be able to go back and do comedy again, you know, after not doing any comedy for six months, it was like, oh, yeah. I have some stories and I, you know, started to develop them, work them out on stage. And then 
I kind of, you know, at first I just wanted to do a show, you know, in the country, you know, with all the rednecks and <laughs> whatever. Like, I just thought that'd be cool because that was kind of like the thing, right? We were all doing, everyone was doing outdoor shows anyway for safety reasons. Um, and then, you know, the kind of vision started to kind of flow and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty creative and artistic. Like, I, I, I think, you know, I don't always, the thing is, it's like you can have a vision, but you also need, like, the money behind the vision. <laughs> like, you know, I could have all these, you know, I have this, the, this horror script that I've been working on forever, but at the end of the day, it's going to need to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a, need to be some money involved. Same thing, like, with, you know, my baseball tours. Like, there was going to need to be money behind it, whether... I got sponsors or whether I did like a GoFundMe or whether I just figured out ways to raise the money myself. Like, you know, a lot of these things cost money. But, you know, as I started to get this vision in my head of, oh, like, this is what we want, right? We want to, I want this vision of, okay, we're on the farm were in the country and then the juices started flowing and you know I kind of started getting these ideas about how I wanted it to look and what I was going to talk about and then I started looking for venues and then I found a venue and I found the venue pretty early on like I want to say sorry I can put it back when I'm done um you know, I found this venue that, like, did I find it in March? I can go back into my phone and tell you exactly when I found it, but I'm pretty sure it was in March. So, at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, like, I had this vision, and that was in March? Was it in March? Hold on, I'm going to look at it right now. March, April, when is this? Yeah, dude, March. So, think about it. I've filmed this in August, okay, of 2021. I went out to Oklahoma in May of 2020. So, just from that, that's over a year of kind of from when I went out there to then, you know, you take March. So, at that point, I've been out there almost a year. So, you can kind of see, like, the ideas are formulating and like I said, I found the venue and then, you know, after we shot it, there were, you know, editing things and, you know, stuff with, you know, just stuff that needed to be fixed, post-production stuff. But um, I fucking put it out there into the Internet. And yeah, like, like I said, like, I want millions of people to see it for not just, you know, for the the monetary value of having millions of people see something that you created, but also just like, just because of what it is, what it represents, like it represents a specific chapter of my life. Like, even though, you know, I've been doing stand-up for nine years, um, this special, you know, is kind of you know, encompassing how we spent literally the last you know couple years because at this point we basically have been in this pandemic for almost two years now and i wanted it to come out you know while we were kind of still in the pandemic so that it was still relevant 
and like I said, you know, like watching it and seeing people's reaction to it and hearing people's reaction and feedback, it's just like, it just makes me really happy that I've created this thing. And whether, you know, it, whether it goes viral or whatever, like, I can tell you this right now. I'm, I'm without <laughs> without naming any names because I won't I won't do that. But there's a comedian who had I, and I say comedian. I say comedian with <laughs> parentheses or air quotes. Um, but this comedian has a special on a specific network, and I sat and watched the special with my girlfriend. And I didn't know what to expect going into it, but I sat there, watched it with her, didn't say anything, and about halfway through, you know, maybe I've told the story on here, I don't remember. (laughs) Um, And it's okay if I have told the story, because I listen to Rogan quite a bit, and he'll tell the same story, like, all the time, you know. So, if you guys have to hear a couple repeated stories from me, okay, big deal. (laughs) Um... But we're sitting there watching this special, and about halfway through, she's like, is this supposed to be funny? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's not funny. I'm like, I fucking know. She's like, you're funnier than this person. And I'm like, I fucking know. And so, anyway, so I happen to know the person who produced this comics special. So I was, I sent him a copy of my special, and I was like, hey, you know, I put this together myself. You know, I had to go to Oklahoma for a while during the pandemic. You know, I I, I produced this. I financed this. I wrote it, directed it, like all these things. I'd love for you to check it out. You know, that's it. Not like, hey, when can I get on this network? Blah, blah, blah. Just wanted his honest feedback. And, you know, he watched. I don't know he watched it, but in my mind... He's watching it, and then knowing what he did, right? Knowing what special he put together, he's uh, he's gonna watch it, and then be like, "Man, this is better. This is better than what I did. I can't, I can't believe that this guy did this and." We have a whole network behind us. And that's at least, that's what I'm telling myself, okay? Maybe he doesn't think that, but, you know, if you guys know me, which if you listen to this, you know me. At least maybe, maybe not personally, but you know who I am and what I'm about and what I do. I'm a huge fan of comedy, you guys. Like, and then you, some of you might be like, well, yeah, you're a comedian. There are a lot of comedians that are not fans of comedy. Like, there's not a lot of... A lot of comedians that don't watch other comedians. I watch other comedians for a number of reasons. One, I'm a fan of comedy, right? And two, I just like to watch people. One, because I like to be inspired. You know, we talk about music and, you know, film and everything, like, on this podcast sometimes. But, like, I love the arts, you know, from dance to comedy to music to theater to, you know film like I love it all right I'll watch it all I love it all and so sometimes I just watch you know guys like Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock or you know Jim Gaffigan just came out with a new special like I watch 
just to get inspired you know like i remember watching fluffy's special i don't even remember what it was called it's like his last aloha fluffy maybe or something um where he's like in this huge arena and you know i'm watching it and like i'm not you know gabriel inglesias is one of the biggest comics and biggest latino comics obviously in the world he's literally going to be the first comedian to perform at dodger stadium which kind of sucks for me because um as i told you guys or i don't know if i told you guys but my plan was to um when I completed the League of My Own tour, I was going to rent out one of the little lounges at Dodger Stadium and film the culmination of that tour there. So I was going to perform there. like Not like they asked me to, but like that was my vision. And now, fast forward two years, you know, he's going to be performing at uh, Dodger Stadium, which, you know, good for him, man. Like if there's, if there's anybody that should be performing at Dodger Stadium as a comedian, especially like the first one, I mean, he would be the one, right? I, I, I'd say if it's not him, it's George Lopez, right? But I think right now, Gabriel is the bigger name, you know, as far as like relevancy right this moment. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, so I, I just, my point is, I remember watching his special and getting inspired because at the end, he does like a little like an encore of like his greatest hits and he's l telling the joke and then he kind of does like a rock star and puts the mic to um, the audience and they finish his jokes for them for him and I was like I mean you can you can you can ask my girlfriend I'm sitting there and we're watching it and I'm and I'm crying. And she looks over she she always knows when like things are gonna make me cry. She's like, are you crying? I'm like, Yeah, dude, like just because I just could not imagine I mean I could but I could do you know what I mean? Like like to have to be that big, I mean I, I would pray that I could have thousands of people that know my material so well that they could basically recite it like it's a song, you know? And so anyway, I, I, I love to, I just, I, I, I watch comedy as a fan to get inspired, but also I watch so that I can, uh, you know, maybe like, I don't want it, like if I have an idea or a joke or whatever, like I want to make sure that it's not the same as another joke that somebody else might have told, you know? Because um, you don't want to be... W the worst thing to get labeled as is a joke thief. You know, you, and I know a lot of people out there do it, but I want always want to make sure I'm not one of them. Because sometimes you do it not realizing. Like, maybe you heard it, you don't remember, I don't know. But, like, I just watch everybody, Okay. And, uh, you know, it's just cool, man. And I don't remember even where I was going with this, if I'm being honest. But 
it's whatever, man. <laughs> I just know that, you know, I shot something that I'm really proud of. I would put up, oh, that's kind of where I was going with this. Like, like I said, I watch everybody's comedy and I can say, and this is just how I feel. And you can save this fucking soundbite, put it on the internet and be like, Peter thinks that, like, I think the shit that I just released is just as good as 90% of the specials that have been released over the last few years. Like, that's literally what I think. So, like I said, I sent it to somebody that produced another comic special, and I sent it to, I've sent it to some very important people so far, and I'm going to continue doing that, because I know that when the right person sees what I did, it's going to lead to stuff for me. 100%. It's going to lead to stuff for me. And when that happens, you guys can all be like, fuck, dude, like he said it. Like, it's not the best comedy special ever, you know? I, I'm not really, like, uh, thought-provoking. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't think I am, but maybe I am. I don't know. But I just know that my material is, it resonates with, you know, people. And, you know, I'm a storyteller, so... You know, I can paint these pictures of these events that happen in my life. And I have a very, and, and I, I'll, I'll keep tooting my horn for a few more minutes, but, you know, I have a very unique set of circumstances with, you know, my girl being from Oklahoma and growing up on a farm in a small town and from my dad, you know, and all the trouble he got into. And now I'm kind of heading into another chapter of, you know, the fact that my dad, you know, yeah, he went to prison for meth, but before that, you know, he went to jail for possession of marijuana, and then fast forward 35 years later, I'm literally delivering marijuana. <laughs> like, it's fucking weird, dude. It's like, like father, like son, but like, I have benefits, <laughs> And a 401k, and it's like, wait, what? My dad went to jail and ruined his life, but I get benefits and tips and reimbursement for mileage and just, like, like access to a therapist if I need it for mental health and just, like, it's crazy, dude. So, anyway, um, that's just me kind of talking about my special for a little bit, <laughs> um, you know, I hope you guys have watched it. If you watched it, I hope you liked it. And if you didn't like it, you're a liar. It's fucking good, man. Um, but if you haven't watched it, watch it. And if you have and ha haven't but are going to, when you watch it, give it a like. Give it a share. You know, share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I can show you how to do it if you don't know how share it on LinkedIn, text it to people, I don't care, dude, just share it, uh, but especially on socials, share it, the more it gets shared on social, the more it goes up in the algorithm, uh, like it, like I said, comment on it, I don't care, comment, subscribe to the page if you want, all those things help me with the algorithm, and uh, like I said, I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna keep sending it to important people, that I know, or even some that I don't know, and someone is going to see it, and you'll see, but um, 
I wanted to talk about, now that I'm ta done talking about that, we are now, we're almost through the first month of the year. It's crazy. I know, we got like a month left. And, you know, I kind of wanted to check in with people as far as what their goals are. Um, as you guys may or may not know, I publicly shared my goals for 2022 on social media because I like to motivate myself and hold myself accountable in that respect. So I feel like the best way to do it, one, set fucking, set good goals, but number two is just put them out there so that you guys can be like, okay, well, let's see if he fucking does this shit, right? Um, so I don't know if I shared these yet or not, but I'm going to. Um, these were my goals, and I'm working towards all of them. We'll share them. Goals for 22, perform at five new comedy clubs. Um, I will be at my first new comedy club uh, that I've never performed in this weekend, actually. Um, and then in a couple more weeks, so that's already two. Um, I'll be, you know, almost halfway there at that point. That's the first goal. Second goal, perform in five new cities. Now, you know, generally the comedy club and city will be the same thing, and that's okay, but, you know, maybe there's some cities that I perform in multiple times at different venues. That's possible, so I don't think five cities is out of the realm of possibility either. Finish my movie script, which I've been working on. You're welcome. It's a horror movie, and it's really funny so far, and that's the goal. Like, I want to kind of have a movie that's kind of like along the lines of Scream, you know, where it's funny and you guys are laughing and stuff. That's what I'm trying for. Um, and then uh, run another marathon, which we're right on track for that. That's going to be March 20th. LA Marathon. We're doing it again. Um, complete the League of My Own Tour. I'm still working on it. Um, it's a little bit more difficult this time around because some of the venues that I work normally are closed now forever because of COVID or some venues aren't open yet because of COVID and or some venues are just booked because you know all the headliners can't do some of the venues they normally do because of COVID so it's been a little tricky so I think I want to say right now I've got I mean, I can just talk about it for a second. I've got San Diego, Oakland, um, Minneapolis, Dallas, Houston, obviously L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. Did I say that? Maybe. Um, is that it? No, no, no. St. Louis, I've got... Um, you know, like, I'm getting there about not quite halfway to where I need to be, but, you know, I'm working on it. That's my plan. Like, there's certain cities that I know I can do, you know, like like a Phoenix and a Denver and Chicago. Like, those are kind of easy. Even Seattle, to an extent, even though the club that I used to work closed, which fucking sucks, um, you know, it's going to happen. 
I think. I hope. I'm trying. I'm going to try my best. But I'm not going to talk about it as much until all the dates are booked. <laughs> um, get on TV doing stand-up. I'm not counting this special as that, but you could if you wanted to get technical because you got a smart TV, boom. But um, now, once we put this on Amazon, you could count that. But I want to get on like late night as well. Um, book a movie role. I would like to do that. Not a movie I'm writing, but a movie, another movie. Book a TV role. I'd like to do that. Perform in a foreign country. I'd like to do that. Be in a fitness magazine. That's something I've always wanted to do, and I'm not getting any younger, so I would like to do that. Perform at least 300 sets. Now, this one's going to be a challenge because I've only done like seven or eight shows this month, so I'm a tad bit behind so far, but you know, we'll work at it. More time with family and friends. Um, that's been something that I kind of realized during COVID that I need to do, and I've definitely been doing that. And take a real non-work vacation, which I kind of did at the end of last year, but I uh, it was kind of it was for a wedding, so I'd I'd like to do another one. But, you know, if it ends up being kind of work-related, I think that's okay. But I just want to be able to be somewhere for, like, at least a couple of days where I'm not working. But, you know, probably, for I'd probably have to go somewhere where there is no comedy. Because, as you guys know, it's impossible for me to be in a city if there's a comedy club and not work at that comedy club. Like, I just... It just makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> it does, like, because I know what I can do, and it's just like any comedian I think should feel the same way. Like when you're somewhere, you're just like ah, I need to get up tonight. Like I need, you know, and and I'm at the point where like it's like I cannot perform tonight and still know that I have a career. But like at the same time, I can get those fucking, I can get those fans, I can get those followers. Like you know, there's just that that drive to want to, and also just to make people laugh. But Anyway, um, eliminate all debt is something that I plan to do this year, which, um, yeah, I'm not quite on the way there yet, <laughs> but I am working on it. That will hopefully be the goal, you know, and then start my own fitness apparel. This is something that I've always wanted to do, and especially now I'm kind of in this weird phase where I like to wear like hoodies and joggers, one, because they are comfy or two I just think they look cool so if I could do that um, I would like to so those are my goals you guys tell me yours uh, hopefully you guys set some fitness goals for yourselves this year I know I mean I kind of always have a fitness goal like I said I'm training for this marathon but you know three weeks in is usually where people start to be like um, people uh what the fuck was i saying right now oh um i was talking about fitness apparel and whatever like yeah like i like to wear joggers and i like to wear hoodies and i'm just like okay well maybe i can figure out a way to make my own you know so that's kind of a goal that i have in mind i don't know how or where to start but you know, I already have hoodies for, like, my comedy logo and stuff, so maybe there's a way I can, you know, 
segue that into fitness apparel as well like um i think you know um I don't know. Just want to put those out there, man. I feel like it hold helps hold me accountable, and I think that's important. You know, is to have accountability. You know, we all need accountability, even myself. When it if it comes to working out, you know, like for me, for me, if there's something that I needed to be accountable with, it's finances. <laughs> Having like an accountant or something, um, or like a money man. I don't know something that's like here's your budget this is what you spend on this this and that's it because that's my that's that's the one thing that i could have accountability on you know i don't need workout motivation i don't need stand-up motivation like i don't need any of that i literally just need you know financial you know i've gotten better you know i try not to spend my and i really don't honestly I don't spend my money on like stupid shit like I don't really I haven't bought clothes or anything um but you know like I buy food a lot because sometimes I just don't feel like cooking man and even though that's like the worst because that shit adds up really quick but you know it is what it is man like like I said I'm not buying shit and buying food if anything um so you know I know what I need to counter but but like you know whatever you need accountability for in your fitness goals you know do it i'm not a big fan of you know going to the gym with like more than one person but you know i see these guys at the gym and there's like three or four or five of them like working out and taking turns and i'm just like there's more than two people dude that's too many i'm just being honest if you have unless you're taking like a class and there's multiple stations and whatnot, then yeah, like you could have a group of five or six or ten or whatever. But if you're going to the gym to work out, like you shouldn't be taking, even if you're a crazy bodybuilder, big power lifter, like even if your rest periods are supposed to be like three to five minutes, which is what they are for power lifters. If you're working out with, you know, four guys, that's going to be more than that resting. You know, you're resting for longer than that. And that's why some of these guys kind of look all... It's just... Every time I see these groups of dudes work... It's always dudes, too. Um, working out at the gym and whatever together. It's like... Dude, you're you're wasting like 10 minutes in between sets. Like, if you see me working out, dude... I don't talk to anybody at the gym. I don't know anybody at the gym. I just go in. I do my workout. I'm resting. Very minimal rest. Um... And then I'm in and out of there. And I still spend, you know, two hours there. But, like, it's structured. There's a there's a method to the madness. But, you know, I'm not there bullshitting is what I'm saying. So, it's one thing to have somebody, like a gym buddy, to hold you accountable. To, you know, so that you guys push each other to go to the gym. But if you have multiple, like, groups of people... That go to, that's that's just wasting time. That's not really accountability. How about go to the gym with that group of four, but maybe divide it. You know, okay, you guys go there, we'll go here, and maybe we'll see you guys out there or whatever. Meet outside when we're done or whatever. That would be a better option than just sitting there fucking performing a circle jerk in front of each other. Also, also, I've said it on here before. I'm not saying you have to get a personal trainer. I understand it's expensive. You're talking to somebody who still is a personal trainer. <laughs> um, I get it. But here's the thing. 
when I'm working out, I don't talk to anybody, like I said, but I notice people, and I notice a lot of fucking people doing shit wrong, and they think they're doing it, they think they know it all, they fucking, they're the people that I would try to talk to when I worked at the gym, and they, you know, tell, basically, without saying it, tell me to shut the fuck up, and then continue to do whatever they're doing, and I'm just like, dude, you're doing it wrong, like, you're not even doing what you think you're doing because you're doing it wrong. But you don't want to hear it because you think you fucking know everything. So, moral of the story is, ask for help, you guys. I'm not saying you have to buy a personal trainer, but maybe, you know, get somebody who's an expert. Not your fucking friend that knows how to work out. That's also in air quotes because there's a lot of fucking dudes that think they know how to work out. And I see them at the gym you know, training their wives or their girlfriends or whoever their girl is that they're sick, that's their significant other. And they're taking girls through moves that, like, dudes should do. And I'm like, yeah, your girl shouldn't be doing that. And those are the same guys that when I walk around asking people if they need help, say no. And then I look at them, I'm like, everything you're doing is wrong. You need fucking help. And it's very frustrating as a trainer who's trying to sell things to get that response and then watch the people not know what the fuck they're doing. So my advice to you guys is if you are unsure about how to perform or execute a move, just ask. I guarantee you, if you ask nicely, excuse me, can you tell me if I'm doing this right? Any trainer would be like, yeah, sure. Actually, that's great. Hey, you know, if you want to set up a consultation, whatever, like you have to understand, like they need to make money too. You know, you go to the store and buy stuff, no one has to do anything because you went to the store to buy stuff, right? But the problem with working out is people think they know how to do it, and they don't. And then they <laughs> they, they don't get training, and then they don't get to their goal because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I'm not saying hire a trainer, but at least have somebody give you one of those free sessions. Like, that's still a thing, you know? But don't think you know what you're doing if you don't because and you probably that's the thing is that if you don't know what you're doing you don't even know what you're not doing or doing and it's like okay never mind so anyway you guys that's my that's kind of like the message of today along with just fucking grabbing the bull by the horns and just fucking taking that shit and being like all right i'm gonna do this myself um is uh you know don't be afraid to ask for help and you, you can translate that to anything you know, you could translate that to, um, you know, to career, to, you know, there's been numerous times which, you know, this this small group of connections that I have um, with different comics and stuff, I don't like asking for things, but at the same time, sometimes you kind of have to, you know, you have to ask for that promotion or that raise or whatever, you know, um, so many things. So I've asked certain people, like, if I could open for them or whatever. And, like, the worst they could say is no. Like, they've been exactly where I've been. You know, they know they know where I'm coming from. They're not just trying to take advantage of them. I'm like, hey, I want to work. You know, you have a job. I'd like that job. Like, you know what I'm capable of. You know, you have to. You have, you have to be willing to, to stretch because if you don't, someone else will. You know? So accountability you know, leaps of faith, like, all those things, you know, I talk about them, but I preach them, too, you know, but I'm I'm sorry, I practice them, too, you know, I don't just tell you guys to work out, and then I don't work out, I don't just tell you guys to fucking go after whatever it is you're going after, and not do it, I fucking do it, so, 
you know, I just try to lead by example. Um, you know, I could have sat around and waited for HBO or Netflix or Showtime or Amazon to quote unquote give me a special, but I'm like, why the fuck do I need their permission? I know what I can do. I know the story I have to tell. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to want the world to see it. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait. Because what if they don't give me permission? Am I, am I just not going to tell that story? Am I not going to put my, you know, put my material out until... A ne- no. That's never been my MO. You know, I told you guys, if I died, heaven forbid, if I died, you know, I would want there to be something that people can go back and look at and be like, oh, that's what he was working on. <laughs> oh, man, it got crazy in here. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm almost done. Um, and so, you know, that's just kind of, you know, I try to practice what I preach. Um, I don't have it all figured out, but I do know not giving up, going after things, you know, persevering, working hard, all those things. So, anyway. Um, thank you guys for listening. This is awesome. Um, if you're listening to this, which you are, obviously, uh, I will be at Corky's Comedy in Temple, Texas this Saturday. At, I don't know what the fucking date is. The 28th or the 29th? I don't even know, dude. Uh, what's the... F- yeah, the 29th. And then I'll be in Austin uh, at Creek in the Cave on Sunday. Um, and then... I just had my, um, I had that, my monthly show, the, this, the, the live version of this, um, scheduled for next Friday in Hollywood, but unfortunately, uh, the venue had had, had to postpone the show, um, for, I can't really specify why, I mean, I know why, but it's just, I don't need to put it out there, but, um, we'll reschedule it, you know, when things go back um you know hopefully we'll be back the first week of march that's kind of the plan but you know i'll keep you guys posted on that but anyway um you guys thank you so much this has been the camera adds 10 pounds and i will see you guys next time bye